What do we want? Boycott. When do we want it? Now. What do we want? Boycott. When do we want it? Now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the studio. I am your host, Angel Bernard, coming to you live from a prison cell 50 feet underneath the Illuminati headquarters. What is going on? How's it going? It's been a week. We're here. Episode number two. It feels good to be back. Um, I'm really glad for the people that listened. I got a a good amount of feedback. People really seem to enjoy the episode. My conservative friends, they loved it. Conservative friends could not get enough of it. You're telling it like it is. You know, that that kind of shit. Uh, liberal friends, not so much. Haven't really heard anything from my liberal friends since it aired. So, but it was a good time. I had fun. Uh, hopefully those of you that listened had a good time. We're just going to go all in this week, folks. We're going to have a good time. We're going to try to laugh. Uh, Last week was a little bit depressing, but I had to give you a little bit of a culture shock. I had to give you guys a little bit of a, a little bit of a taste of your own medicine, a little bit of a punishment for being ignorant. That was your rite of passage to joining my cult. So if you made it this far, congratulations. Welcome. Um, As you may know, this is airing on a Wednesday. I think we're going to start moving it to Wednesdays. I think the next, I think the new move is to just make it in the middle of the week something for you to listen to on your way to and from work in your cubicle whenever you're ignoring your boss. You're ignoring your boss right now, aren't you? You piece of shit with the AirPods in, drinking your third cup of coffee for the day. Have you even worked? Have you even worked? No, but anyways, we're just going to preach love and positivity this week. A lot going on. A lot going on. I. It's actually a little weird because what I'm hoping long term is to be able to eventually put out podcasts twice a week. But I need you guys to listen. I need you guys to give me money. You guys can Venmo me. You can quick pay me. Uh, Zell me. I just want to do podcasts and I want to have a good time. A lot is going on. People are boycotting Amazon. People are rioting in the streets over books. People want to cancel. Who do they? What's his name? Pepe Le Pew. They want to cancel him for being racist, I think. So, you know, I think I need a podcast twice a week because of these giant topics. Because if no one's going to talk about canceling Pepe Le Pew, who will, you know? It always makes me laugh a little to see people boycott Amazon, to see people boycott Chick-fil-A, to see people boycott these corporations thinking that they're making a difference. And do you know if it helps them sleep better at night if you are able to put your head on your pillow and close your eyes and it helps you relax? Then then do it. Go for it. But I think a lot of us live under this impression that a simple boycott is going to work, that a five-day boycott from a trillion-dollar company is going to have any effect whatsoever. And I think a lot of people, what they really need to do is They need to accept what is going on in the world. They need to accept what's happening. They need to accept how they feel, which is the true reason why they're boycotting. The true reason why they want to tear all these corporations down. It's because they're jealous. You're jealous of Jeff Bezos. Just admit it. Just admit it. That man is driving a Lamborghini right now with one of his mistresses. And you're at work taking a smoke break. Not even a camel crush, a parliament, like a real piece of shit. So yeah, just admit that you want to tear down the wealthiest men in the world. 
tear down that the agenda for the left and maybe even for the right is to just burn it all the fuck down. Your agenda and even my agenda, I think, I've come to the realization that nothing is going to make you guys happy. I can put out a pro-left podcast and my liberal friends from college will love me. And I can put out a conservative podcast and probably make a lot of money. And the left will hate me. I can be objective. I can try to be be as objective as possible. And if I say something that you don't agree with, you would still call me, oh, you're a socialist. Oh, you're a Nazi. So I can't make you guys happy. So what I'm trying to say is abolish everything. It's time, folks. It's time to abolish everything. Abolish the police. Abolish my student loans. Abolish Apple. Abolish the government. Abolish holidays with the family. It's all over. Wrap it all up. Wouldn't that be nice to abolish everything? No student loans. No rent. No landlords. No holidays with the family. You could drive back from CVS. Three bottles of whiskey in the passenger seat. A couple of pack of smokes. Going 90 down the freeway. Not caring because the police have been abolished. The government has been abolished. And you take one of those packs and you open that saran wrap and you pop open that lid and you light one. You don't even roll down the window. Who gives a fuck? Everything's abolished. You just inhale and you enjoy. And you're driving by and cars are on fire and Antifa's executing people in the street. But everything's abolished and it's nice. The police are gone. Your loans are gone. The structure that we all want is gone. That's beautiful, isn't it? It's poetic. It's poetic justice. That's the future, folks. That's the future. When are you guys going to realize that? Enough is never enough. The goalposts are going to keep moving. And I know the right, they like to use this analogy. But it's applied to both sides. It's applied to the left. It's applied to the right. It's applied to your parents. It's never going to be enough. And if we keep going down this landslide where the goalposts seem to move every two weeks, where a new author, where a new kid's author is getting canceled for no reason. What the fuck happened to this country? What happened? We used to watch South Park. We used to watch Family Guy, The Simpsons, Chappelle Show. You would think that we were raised on, like, I don't, I don't know what happened. I don't know where things went south, where everything became a crisis, where every single person's life became a main story arc in this world. When did we get so lost in ourselves? When did we, we become so ignorant and so entitled that we think abolishing everything, we're completely eradicating society, and starting over and building this new utopia. Who the fuck do we think we are assuming these things? And you know, you know, revolution happens. No one's going to want to rebuild. Who the fuck is going to rebuild? Americans are good at eating and burning shit down. That's about it. Thanksgiving, Black Friday, we thrive. That's, that's playoff season. But whenever it comes like March and... 
February and it comes time to get in shape for summer and actually focus on your job because, you know, it's a long year ahead and you have New Year's resolutions to fulfill. We don't do, we're not the best at that. We, during that time, the February, March, when we're supposed to be working, we're actually posting photos on Instagram with the caption, wish I was here, taking back here of us in summer, of us in a gentrified village in Cancun, in Jamaica. That's what we do. Fuck the hard work. Fuck actually putting in the effort. And I saw today, I saw today this thing circulating of stop embracing the grind. Get seven plus hours of sleep. Put yourself first. You're That's wrong, first of all. That's, that's extremely wrong. And people are going to be like, oh my God, Angel, how can you say that? Don't fall under the the thumb of oppression of hard work and none of that really matters because the whole system is fucked. Yes. To an extent. Yes. But whatever you're doing, your job, you should want to work 12 hours a day, whatever the fuck you're doing, you should have a fire lit under your ass enough to where that is all the gas you need. Where you want to stay up all night working on something, solving a problem, improving yourself. Because that's how dedicated you are. That's how much passion you have. You should have so much passion for what you're doing that you're willing to do it for free. That you're willing to go four hours of sleep if that means the betterment of your development of your dream. Who gives a flying fuck about seven to eight hours of sleep whenever what you're doing is actually important. Whenever what you're doing matters to you. For me personally, I knew from a very young age that design was something I wanted to pursue because I used to stay up all night drawing floor plans, drawing skyscrapers. I used to stay up all night, 8 p.m. to 4 o'clock in the morning, and I would have to go to you know my bullshit high school at 8 o'clock in the morning. I would do that every single night because I loved it. I loved improving. I loved, see- I loved creating something. I loved I had a passion for what I was doing and I was willing to do that for the rest of my life. So enough with this, get enough sleep. Yes, obviously take care of yourself, go to the gym, eat better. Don't live off of fast food. I've done that before. It's a horrible fucking thing. It's a horrible thing. You end up crying in a fucking McDonald's in a car, hating yourself because you're ordering three Big Macs for the fifth time that week and you're 25 pounds overweight. And your anxiety spiked and you can't really talk to someone because you're embarrassed of how you let yourself go. Have balance. Have structure. Sleep. Obviously, don't kill yourself. Obviously, be smart. That's the problem with the society. Everything is so it's so polarized. Oh, I, I prefer to sleep only six hours instead of eight. Why? Why? What, what are you working thousand hour weeks? You burning yourself out? Self-love, self-care, meditate. It's, it's everything is so polarized. So it's okay to sleep four hours a night and then the next night sleep seven hours. It's called a balance. It's called give and take. Not, not everything is a fucking utopia. Not everything goes according to plan. You can have a plan broken down minute by minute of your day and I promise you it won't go as planned. What are you going to do? Complain? What, are you going to cancel your schedule? You're going to abolish your schedule because it didn't go as planned? You have to adjust. You have to roll with the punches. My plan was to put this out on Friday. We're going, we're thinking Wednesday now. Things develop. Things happen. 
I don't know if you've heard, but we're canceling Burger King. We're abolishing the Whopper. That's gone. Uh, I think, well, they tweeted uh, today, women belong in the kitchen. This is March 8th, by the way. They tweeted, women belong in the kitchen. And that kind of went viral, as some would suspect, whenever a corporate account is tweeting women belong in the kitchen. But then they went on, it, it was a follow, it was a clickbait tweet in for a thread. The follow-up, they went on to say, if they want to, of course. Yet only 20% of chefs are women. We're on a mission to change the gender ratio in the restaurant industry by empowering female employees with the opportunity to pursue a culinary career. So overall, it was a good thing. It was a very good thing. They want to provide their female employees with the chance to go on and pursue their dreams in the culinary industry. Uh, would I have used that as the initial launch thread? Probably not. Probably not. I wouldn't say that. I'd like to get high interest on my investments. So, you know, you can't really, you can't, <laughs> you can't really put these, these clickbait threads out because it don't, it doesn't always work out that way. You know, it's not a really good look. So, I mean, yeah, I'm all for the overall goal. I'm all for that, but maybe we should switch it up a little bit, you know? Hoes are useless when it comes to gardening tools. You know, you can't say these things again. But, you know, not a good look. They'll probably fire that employee. And we got to move forward. They actually deleted the tweet. I found the thread on Twitter. Uh, obviously, someone had it saved in like a database so they can use it against you in 10 years. And so I think, I think what's happening is that people are just going after these little things and they're trying to get these moral victories and they're trying to tear down things that really don't matter that really have no effect on the world whatsoever and they do this because they can't really go after the the actual problems they can't go after amazon they can't go after apple they can't go after the government because the whole system is rigged it's it's set up to where even if they wanted to even if they petitioned and even if they boycotted that it wouldn't work Boycotts don't work. I know that that's a really hard thing to accept. I know that we hear stories and we were taught in school that we boycotted the British and it worked and it led to revolution and it led to change. But back then, there wasn't this entire infrastructure set up against them. These corporations have teams of lawyers who all their job all day, every day, 40 hours a week, their job is to read the rules, find loopholes, create loopholes so that the company can jump through. People love to talk about Chick-fil-A. Oh, look at Chick-fil-A, a religious corporation, a corporation who loves the Lord, who puts Christ first. If you really think that Chick-fil-A puts Christ first, if you really think that their main goal is profits, you need to realize that a corporation has to be profitable every quarter. Every 12 weeks, they have to show a certain amount of growth in order for the investors to be happy. After a certain amount of time, you run out of moral and ethical ways of doing that. You run out of legal ways after seven years of consistently growing every single quarter. You run out of ways to do it legally. 
So you have to figure out new ways. You have to start making certain cargo ships disappear. You have to start, you know, rubbing shoulders with politicians. You have to start uh, donating to campaigns because they're going to pass laws to allow outsourcing to China. You have to start doing these little maneuvers. You have to start playing by a different set of rules in order to keep your investors happy. But conspiracy theories, right? No, that doesn't happen, Angel. They really love Jesus. Chick-fil-A really loves Jesus. And you know what else, Angel? That boycott that we did that lasted two weeks for Chick-fil-A, that really made a difference. That really hurt their pockets. They're still hurting from that. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely still hurting from that. Amazon, the trillion-dollar company, is definitely hurting from the five-day boycott that we all just did. And I know we're trying to fight for better working conditions. And I know that Jeff Bezos is literally Satan himself. I'm not saying any of these things. I'm not defending Jeff Bezos. I really think that it's truly horrible. What you hear at these horrific stories coming out of Amazon, you would think that somebody was, you would think it was a slave camp in China. You would think it's that bad. If we heard stories like this coming out of Britain, if there was corporations in Britain with working conditions and in the way that we have them here, you would think, what the fuck is going on over there? What the fuck are they doing? Should we interfere? It's horrible. You would think that I'm a hundred percent sure that other countries look at this country and think, what the fuck is going on? They look at us like a third world country. We are the, we are coach. We're not even United. We're spirit. We are the spirit airlines of the United Nations. But still, we have people, America is number one, USA, USA. And don't get me wrong, I love patriotism. I love pa nothing. I went to Canada for a week. I wore my patriotism like it was a, like it was a badge of honor. That was four years ago. Now I, now I want to be Canadian. I really, whenever COVID happened, I really wanted to move to Canada. I talked to my friends about it. I wanted to move to, to Toronto. That was the plan. I said, fuck being an American. It's over at this point. People laugh at us. And I know we try and we boycott and we riot in the street. But we have to realize that the, that the infrastructure is set up so that even if we do these things, we cannot succeed. The team of lawyers, you don't think these lawyers have some sort of some sort of money that they're willing to burn for situations like this. Think about the drug cartel. When the drug cartel smuggles out drugs, they know that a certain percentage is going to get caught. They know that a certain amount of trucks, that a certain amount of kilos, they're automatically taken just statistically. So what they do is they send out a mass amount. They send out a hundred times the amount so that the Victory outweighs the bad. And so that's what these corporations do. They have bank accounts and they have lawyers and they have PIs who are already setting these things up. They have a rainy day fund. The difference between you and these corporations is that they have a rainy day fund. I'm not talking $10,000. I'm not talking $20,000. I'm talking $100 billion. So yeah, a boycott would work on a local business, which do, don't do that. Let's not, let's not boycott local businesses. But in theory, a boycott would affect a local business because their rainy day fund is not as big as Amazon's. So a five-day boycott 
fight the good fight. Sure, you know, I talked shit last podcast about how if you want to change, you need to make change. So it'd be hypocritical of me to just completely bash on you guys. So I'm saying, yes, fight the good fight, but also have some realistic expectation. Don't automatically think that Jeff Bezos is going to be smoking the parliament next to you at that war- at, during your smoke break. So like I said, don't boycott, abolish. Abolish everything. Abolish the system. Abolish my student loans. I would love... Nothing would make me happier to save the money that I'm being robbed every single month and throw that into Bitcoin. I would love to take that money and spend it on myself. So let's do that. If we're gonna, can I, if, can I be the test run for abolishing student loans? Where do I sign up for that? Where do I sign up to be the trial run where they just kind of wipe my credit clean and I get to start fresh? You know who's really good? at abolishing things Scientology Scientology they're really good at abolishing people at abolishing bank accounts abolishing taxes I don't know if you've heard they were being investigated by the IRS because they weren't paying taxes because they were a you know they were a religion it was a church Um, so what the IRS did is they began investigating and you know what these people did do you know what Tom Cruise did they hired a PI, actually they hired a, a team of PIs, and they began investigating the IRS back. They started playing ball. I think we should try that. Tax season's coming up. What if instead of paying my taxes, I hired a PI to go against the IRS, to dig up dirt on the IRS? I bet you if I did that, I would disappear completely. This would probably get pulled from Spotify. My driver's license would get shredded. That would, that's what exactly what would happen to me. And so I think what I'm trying to say is that these corporations, they have power over you. They have rules. They have a certain set of, you know, it's not the same game. What does Drake say? We're in the same building, but we have different views. It's that. It's that. We are the third floor, and sometimes we get to the sixth floor, and we think, oh, my God, we made it. We made it. We're on the sixth floor. We have a nice two-bedroom in the city. We have a good view. But these people, they have, you know, they live on the 50th floor. And not only that, they own the 45th, the 46th, the 48th floor. They own the five floors below them. It's all theirs. So abolish it. Abolish the wealthy. Abolish the elite of the elite. I'm talking abolish the people who pay Forbes to not put their family in the magazine. Because they don't want to raise suspicion. I'm talking abolish those people. Unless, of course, I somehow end up in that situation. If I somehow marry into that family, let's not abolish it. What we should abolish is we should abolish chaos. If I somehow end up in that position, I think we should build higher walls. I already have it all planned out, actually. I'm going to have a a SWAT team. I'm going to have two entrances, a back, a front, and I'm going to have tunnels like Pablo Escobar. And I'm going to have two guys in the front with AKs, two guys in the back with AKs. God bless the Second Amendment. And then I'm going to have a team of security in my house, four Russians with a couple of pistols. And I want every single place of my multi-million dollar estate on 500 acres in the middle of Ohio. I want that to be completely cameras everywhere, emergency lights, tanks. I want the whole shebang. That's my plan. 
Bitcoin, obviously. I would love to marry into a wealthy family and just completely ruin the family name. Imagine. That'd be so great. Just marry into a multi-billion dollar family and then bankrupt it like in six months. How I think that's a good that's a good goal to have. People want to talk about burn the rich. I think we should infiltrate the rich a la FBI, bankrupt, get a hold of their credit cards, and we should just let the divorce lawyers do the rest. Who's with me? I think I'm getting somewhere. I think instead of abolishing, that's such a violent way to go about. That's such a violent way to a thing to do. And I know, yes, sometimes you have to go violent in order to make a change. But let's try marrying into these families. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll be the Amer- I'll be the hero that this country needs, and I will marry into a multi-billion-dollar family. God bless the United States of America, and God bless my cult followers. Thank you. This episode is sponsored by you. Yep, you heard me. You. It's time, folks. It's time to start offering up some money. It's time to start quick paying me. It's time to start sending me money via Venmo. You give money at church on Sundays. It's time to start giving here. It's time to start giving to your cult leader. It's time to start paying your dues. So go to www.cultdues.com slash angel. www.cultdues slash angel. It's really time to start pitching in here, folks. It's really time. The Illuminati, they're threatening to start billing me. I don't do good with bills. I, my student loans, Sally Mae, they know I don't do good with bills. So it's really time to start throwing in some money because this shit, it's getting expensive. It's getting expensive. The software, the microphone, and I know you guys are listening, So, but it's time. It's time to start sending in some money. It's time to start cashing checks. It's time to start paying your dues. So go to www.cultdues.com slash angel. Anything's fine, really. $50, $100. Um, promising me your daughter to marry into your multi-billion dollar family. We take it all. Bitcoin, Ethereum, the whole spectrum. Uh, everything is really currency nowadays. So www.cultdues.com slash angel. Oh, I have bills. It's a recession. Angel, I don't even have a job. I can barely feed my family. The cult comes first. The cult always comes first. This is why whenever you join a cult, they say you have to cut off all ties with your family. This is cutting the ties. Donate and cut the ties and join. Buy your hood on Amazon. I'll throw the link in the description. I'm not buying the fucking thing for you guys. They're expensive. So it's time to start getting involved here. You'll spend $5 on coffee every single day of the week. You'll buy your kid baby food, but you won't donate to this podcast. How fucking selfish are you? Stop thinking about yourself and start thinking about others. Go to www.cultdues.com angel. Interest rates apply. Thank you.